It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, May 4th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It is Star Wars Day, although we regrettably did not talk at all about Star Wars on the show today. We so. did not. I was going to say, how many times are you going to say, may the fourth be with you or see it today? How many? I'm acknowledging it right now for the yeah. big Star Wars fans, Good. but that's about as far as we went. So our apologies. Yeah. Holy man, what a busy morning. Yeah. It's just been crazy in here this week. Like, we've had interviews coming and going. We've had, like, stuff that we have to do outside of the station. You're moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been... It's so funny because I didn't... It, my, my bedroom is so hot right now. The last two nights I haven't slept. And those are always the worst when there's... It's, of course, it only happens in the busiest week ever. So I'm trying <laughs> to do... So yesterday, I'm, like, trying to pack and have these viewings. And I, like, at one point, I think, laid on my couch and was like... I want to die now. I'm so tired. <laughs> Hopefully things slow down a little bit after this week. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, the result was a really good show today. Um, we're going to have a really, really dumb discussion at the end of this uh, podcast. One Real of the dumbest stupid. ever. Yeah, absolutely. It's Thursday, so we're doing question cops, except not with our friend Constable Chad Peterson today. Uh, we actually have one of the dudes who works in the Hawks helicopter. Yeah. So if you've ever wondered about a police helicopter, what they do, what that's all about, um, We'll have part of this conversation with him this week, and then you'll hear the, the rest of it next week. I found it very interesting. Uh, a word Shauna doesn't like. Some small town news. We got a conspiracy theory involving that penis iceberg in Newfoundland. Penis. Uh, a couple of funny clips from the sports world, including the boof. Um, Our favorite. Shauna <laughs> was propositioned recently. Yes. And she declined, but is maybe reconsidering. We'll I am reconsidering, that. actually. Uh, the election signs are out in Calgary, and we'll talk a bit about something funny I noticed with that. And one of the best etymologies we've had, maybe ever, after your out-of-context clip of the show. Now she's writing wieners. That's what she, that's what she called. And she's writing wieners. And she's a wienerator. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So Tracy asked me to look up the term batshit crazy, which uh, she said, I don't know if this is appropriate to air, but I'm curious. And I was like, well, we can make this we'll work. We'll go for so it. Let's do it. Uh, so it comes from the old-fashioned term bats in the belfry. Have you ever heard of that? No. So Bats in the Belfry also meant crazy. And it's from when old churches, they always have the structure at the top with all the bells. So that was called the Belfry. Didn't know that. Yeah. And bats are extremely sensitive to sound. So they would never go up into the Belfry in an active church. So, oh, because they used echolocation, absolutely. sensitive ears, mm -hmm. and a giant bell ringing for the whole town to hear. Yep. Would, would hurt a bat's ears. A lot, yes. Okay. So they would only go to these churches that were abandoned for many years, right? And that's when they would eventually go and they would kind of hang out in the belfry there. So the idea was that if somebody had bats in the belfry, it meant there was there was nothing going on upstairs, right? Like, the wow. Running, but there's nobody behind the wheel. You know, the lights are this up, but is, nobody's home. This is very convoluted, but it all makes sense. Yeah. And then, of course, from there over time, it was just shortened to your baddie, which you've probably heard before, mm -hmm. your baddie, meaning crazy. Uh, and then it got a little more vulgar, and it's your bat poop crazy, your bat shit crazy. Because, I mean, bat shit is guano. Yes. Which is its own thing. Yes. And that's the other thing is it's kind of an escalation of crazy. You're like the pinnacle of crazy if you're being called bat shit crazy, uh, because guano also has a fungus in it that if you were to ingest it actually affects the host and makes them act act erratically so not only wow. just batty it's a combination of that and the the batch itself that's 
Making you cray cray. This is the most interesting etymology we've had in a long time. Yeah, I think. it goes deep and and all. Yeah, it goes I, in there. I never really thought about it because there's nothing crazy about bats. No. But when you put it all together like this, yeah. When you talk about bats in the church, how's this for a small town Saskatchewan story? When my dad was growing up in the town of Allen, Saskatchewan, like 900 people, the priest called him one day and said there was a bat in the church and he needed to come over with his pellet gun and shoot it. When he was a young boy, of course. So yes, you do. That's that is. <laughs> just phenomenal yeah my dad was bat hunting in the church well you got to get those bats out of the belfry or else you're crazy etymology with shauna podcast well the election signs are out now are they popping up everywhere and i do mean everywhere i don't know how i've missed them you haven't noticed no oh my goodness like in my neighborhood it was like overnight there were no signs and then the next day there were signs absolutely everywhere. Jeez. Someone's gone so, hard at work. Yeah. They, Working the vol- some overtime and the sign delivery. Those volunteers, those campaign volunteers are like election elves. That's hilarious. They just sneak in in the night and they cover the Bam. whole neighborhood in signs and then they're off. The NDP claims to have already delivered 55,000 signs. Wow. Okay. 55,000. Yeah. That's a um, lot of signs. That is a lot of signs. That's mm-hmm. a huge pile of signs. That's a heap. That's what the Australians might call heaps of signs. Uh, the oddest thing, though, there's one spot in my neighborhood with signs for not one, but two UCP candidates. Oh, so there must be an overlap of some sort. It's got to be. It's got to be. So I live yeah. in the riding of Calgary Hayes and RMLA is Rick McIver. Yeah. And then in Calgary Pagan, it's Tanya Fur. They're both incumbents, both seeking okay. reelection. And there's this one spot in the neighborhood that has signs for both. Okay. Weird. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn sure that the the, the ground the signs are, are, are on is in Calgary Hayes, but I don't know if they th- just feel there's somebody enough. frigged up. Well, I wonder. Do they think there's enough traffic through there that they should also advertise for Tanya Fur and Calgary Pagan, or like you said, did a campaign volunteer, did one of these campaign elves frig up? Yeah, they're they're fighting each other. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're on my turf. This is my corner. Or they got out there with the big the big van and opened the back door. It's like, oh, no. These are the wrong... Ah, put them here anyway. We, yeah, we got a busy Close night yeah. of campaign. I was going to say it was the last stop of the night, and they're just gassed <laughs> after all these sign deliveries. Yeah. It looks like they're campaigning against each other. It's very odd. That is very weird. odd. Uh, also, Rick McIver, uh, regardless of how you feel about the man's politics, great walrus mustache on him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm staring at him right now. Walrus mustache. It's awesome because the first picture that pops up, he's got one of those paperboy hats on, too, and a giant walrus mustache. I'm like, yeah, Rick. Does have a radio. Hat on. He's got a radio hat on. He's got on. a walrus mustache and a radio hat. That, that's what you need to grow next. A walrus mustache? Yeah, now that you're bald, you need to have a walrus mustache to go with that. And then you put your radio hat on, and that is a look right there. Uh, strong just, look. Just give me the Rick McIver, Absolutely. I'll say. <laughs> give me the walrus mustache Fashion to go along my with my... mustache to look like Rick. Good old Rick stash there. If I were him, I'd lean into that a little more. That would be my campaign slogan. Like dress up as a walrus? <laughs> no, not... Oh, okay. not <laughs> Not that, go full that would, walrus. That would work for me. My campaign signs would just say Rick oh, McIver. Oh, there's Rick. Walrus mustache. Where do we get a walrus costume? Please do.
<laughs> Please campaign that way. Okay. He's gonna he's gonna tackle the issues that matter There's, to Calgarians, like more rocks to sun yourself on. Yes, that's the big issues. Where are the rocks for sunning ourselves, oh. Rick? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got a message in my hidden inbox yesterday from a guy, and he just said, "Hey, I'm a big fan of your show, and I want to say I think you're beautiful." Which I was like, "That's lovely," you know. So I replied. I said, "You know, thanks for the kind words, and of course for listening." And then he says, hey, can I ask you something crazy and maybe wildly inappropriate? I was like, oh, boy. This is always a good start. It's always a good start. (laughs) So then he said, please, would you maybe be willing to rate something from one to ten? And he said, and you would make my life. Well, I've got a pretty good idea what that something might be. Yeah. So then here I am going. Piss weasel, wasn't it? Well, it was. I so I I said to him. I hesitated for a bit. And I'm like, you know, he's a nice enough guy, and he's asking legitimately. So I said, you know, if it's a picture of your beef piston, I'm real sorry, but I don't think I can accommodate. Oh, sorry. We're currently not accepting pictures of penny farthings at the yes. moment. No. Uh, your peen panini <laughs> is not going to be accepted by me. I would not like to see it, and I will not rate that. No, thank you. Uh, and then he just wrote, "Okay," laughing out loud, and that was the end of that. Wow. But I mean, nice of him to ask. Totally. It's all Rather about consent, just, isn't it? It's this all is it. about consent. Honestly, like unsolicited. It, if he just was like, bah, look flat at my doodles. Yeah. And you're like, well, hey, there it is. Uh, that's different. But he was very nice about the whole thing. And he asked and he said it would be wildly inappropriate. And he thought he'd just toss out the the ask of a view of his Winnebago regardless. Was so, a ge- he was a gentleman about it. He was. And Fine I respect evening. the hell out of it. <laughs> Fine evening, miss. Would you mind? Might I show you? Taking a little look-see at my wonder muscle. My candlestick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, honestly, I respect the hell out of that. And okay. didn't get the pick, and on we went. But <laughs> and, on, and on we on, went. On we went the rest of the day. Jeez. When that story started, I thought, the way you were setting it up, I thought you were going to say, yeah, send that wiener over here. Well, I was tempted. But, well. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it as well, and I was like, I mean, I could also do, I could honestly do just some ratings of... I have some beef pistons here and there if I felt like it. What's I mean, the maybe going I could charge. That's that. what I was wondering. <laughs> maybe I should have asked him. Because like, he said it would make his life if I rated it. his whole life. And all you got to do is look at one well, I have to look at one Boris Johnson and then just give him a, <laughs> a view of what he might. <laughs> what if you gave it a terrible this? rating, though? Would oh. that make his life if you're like, oh, man, that's the ugliest Frank Walter I've ever seen? Well, what I would do is I would, I would do it like the, the condoms do in terms of sizing where they make right. it very generous, right? You round so up. I would, yeah, I would always round up. You know, you always have to, like how you say you ladies in, in Lloydminster, they get a bit of an yeah. up because there aren't so many of them. You get, so. you get Lloydminster points. Everyone's mm. two points better looking there. So all uh. the schlong dong silvers that I get, I would just I would up them a little bit for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I mean... Keep us posted if you if you are accepting. I know. I was thinking like if if you would like dinks. to just just toss toss me a rate and I'll let you know if we'll do it for that. Okay. Did you even offer that to him? I didn't. Did you said I'll do it for twenty bucks. No, maybe I could still return. He's still on. I could I could reach about. If it would make his whole life, I mean twenty you, bucks. Did you say twenty? Yeah. Are you thinking higher? All you gotta do is look at one wiener 50. on the internet. Yeah, I, it's true. But I mean. 
50 bucks. Well, 50 bucks. <laughs> let us know where this goes, Shauna. Because it's going to, like, it's also going to do, my name is going to be attached to this, right? So now she's writing wieners. That's what she, that's what she comes. And she's writing wieners. And she's a wiener writer. <laughs> and Shauna Podcast. I have a couple clips to play for you from the sports world, if I could. Yes, they're please. They're unrelated, but I thought I'd put them both together because they're both from sports. Love it. Uh, the first one was sent to us by a friend of the show, Jay. This was from a Phil- Philadelphia Phillies broadcast, and one of the guys who was reading a promo had a bit of a boof. Listen for the boof. And all fans 15 and over receive a Johnson Controls Dickhead Dick Allen Bobble figurine. Order tickets now at phillies.com. Trying to say Dick Allen and Bobblehead, and then came out Dickhead. Dickhead. And That's then great. the other announcers had a hard time keeping it together after that. <laughs> all of the outs for Walker have been strikeouts. <laughs> it's the first one is up in the Mookie Bats. I love it. That's some good, clean fun right oh, there, isn't great. it? Oh, that's great, yeah. <laughs> the pitch. And that's a called strike on the outside corner. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, the second one, I don't know if you saw this going around or not, but uh, this was from the panel. Uh, they were talking about the Leafs game one loss to Florida. And P.K. Subban had said he didn't think the Leafs were ready. He thinks they need to pack a lunch for game two, meaning they need to get ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. And then listen to this. I was very impressed by their forecheck, their battle level. Big game for... Uh, for they pack a lunch. Listen, maybe they need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. Big next basket. Because, you know, they weren't prepared, in my opinion. Too bad. Did you hear that? No. He said maybe they need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. Oh. That was, uh, and a lot of people were not happy with PK Subban for that comment. Okay, so that's like there's, there's two different ways you can interpret that. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure which one is worse. Interesting. Either that, like, it's a lunch the size of Lizzo, or a lunch of the size that Lizzo would eat. Mm. Neither of them are no are real polite. No, are they? No. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the buff. That's the second. Um, <laughs> The second clip in just a couple weeks we've had here of uh, sports commentators talking about uh, women's weight. It's Phil Esposito, right? Remember right, Phil Esposito? Yeah. You've got a fat woman who's yapping like crazy. Is that a guy with long hair? I can't tell. Jesus, what's going oh, on out man. there? Oh, man. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got a message from one friend of the show. Didn't leave their name, but they said they want to get that as their next tattoo in like really beautiful script calligraphy. You've got a fat woman who's yapping like crazy, or is that a guy with long hair? I can't tell. Phil Esposito. That, yeah, that's great. Or like a tombstone or something. Yes, that's <laughs> your yearbook. That's what you got. Yeah, it's a Phil Esposito <laughs> quote. Oh my god. Um, I don't know if PK Subban has been in trouble with that. I know lots of people are talking about it online for what he said about the Lizzo-sized lunch. He hasn't responded to it yet, as far as I can see. Yeah. Um, but again, you would imagine. Yep. Probably going to be a meeting about that, right, mm-hmm. at the network. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful these days. You do. You got to be very careful. Hey, if you're out Airdrie Way or North Calgary, uh, Shane Holmes is hosting the Almost Mother's Day Market in the new community of Midtown this Sunday, May 7th, from 1 to 4. So if you're looking for a way to kill the afternoon, they're going to have a ton of local vendors there to help with your Mother's Day shopping, uh, ice cream, activities, prizes. You can find out more at shanehomes.com slash Mother's Day in Midtown, or just go to Shane Holmes. I'm sure it'll be there, shanehomes.com. Um, and while you're there, you can take a look at the show homes that they have up there, get a feel for the neighborhood itself. Nice Sunday afternoon in Midtown and Airdrie with Shane Holmes. 
Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Beckler along with Shauna. Hello. So I have a conspiracy regarding this whole Dickieberg thing, which everybody in the world has now seen. It is the uh, peen-shaped iceberg that is off the coast of Newfoundland. Yes. Right? Okay. Pretty big story. Yeah, a huge story. Uh, I think, I think Beckler, this is the work of Newfoundland tourism. So Newfoundland Ooh. tourism, think about this. They've been going hard for months with those commercials that tell you to call like Colleen or whoever to come explore Newfoundland. We've no, talked months, about those years, for years. Years they've been advertising hard. Yeah, Really pushing hard, okay? So I think that somebody who works for Newfoundland tourism had a couple rum and pops <laughs> and came up with this idea, okay, to... That's rum and dark pop? Rum and dark pops. <laughs> They decided they're going to go out there and they're, they're going to carve a peen in that iceberg. Maybe it looked a little bit like one and old There's, Terry out there was just like, no, I, I'm going to make it look re-, like, because it's uncanny. It is very accurate. That. It's too perfect. It's right? too it looks perfect. too much like a penis. Yes. So I think it was intentional. And I think, I mean, Newfoundland is known for their good senses of humor. Yep, you yep. know what I mean? And somebody that works for Newfoundland Tours and probably ran that across everybody else and they're like absolutely that would be a way to bring people here this will be a genius piece this of will explode viral marketing right Not weird that way to would, say it well but. I mean some people might come there to see the penis iceberg but yep. more like you see New, where's Newfoundland yep. you look it up oh it looks yep. beautiful it, here right? it's and everybody then, in yeah. the world talking yeah. because everybody yeah. and then it's a man you know just to add insult to injury to the story or to really enhance it it's a man from Dildo Newfoundland who found it which is just in too conception perfect yeah. like everything about it you know? I see what you're so I'm, you think that like Terry went out there with a chainsaw. Absolutely. He took Maybe his, had his buddy Gord standing on a boat just maintaining one the whole time. They so grabbed Terry their lobster a, trap and boat, okay? They went for a rip out there in the darkness of night. And then Terry... Terry took used, his chainsaw and just went and carved out the perfect peen. Used Gord as his muse over Absolutely. on the boat there. Absolutely, yeah. Like dart hanging out of his mouth, hanging yes. off that iceberg. Yes. Turn a little to the left, Gord. Mm-hmm. Okay. While well, sipping on a few more dark pops doing the whole thing, Okay. I think this is a pretty strong theory myself, because like you said, it, it was all just too perfect. Too perfect. It was too perfect. Yeah. And to we're always a little suspicious when something seems too perfect like that is yeah. a little bit of uh, not outrage marketing, but nope. definitely guerrilla marketing. Yeah. So now that Newfoundland tourism, Newfoundland, come see the ice pistol for yourself. You know, that's what they mm. can. All right. Yeah. On the plausibility scale, how many Lyndon B. Johnsons out of 10 you want to give this one, Sean? I'm giving this one a pretty high rating. I'm going to give 16 Lyndon B. Johnson out of 10. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the sounds of this one a lot. I'm good. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Got a few small town news stories here. Amazing. Um, both of the ones I have were submitted by friends of the show. You have one as well, Shauna? I have, yeah. Also from real, a friend of the show? Or did you Real come mundane. Up? No, this one I found myself. Nice. Um, so I got one friend of the show, Patrick, about tourism in the Kootenai region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then friend of the show, Craig, uh, he services communications towers for a living. And we featured him on Small Town News before because because he and a, a co-worker made the front page of the paper one time when they were working on the broadcast tower in town. Right. I guess it's a big deal in a small town when someone comes to work on the tower. Oh, it makes sense. So, Not a whole lot else going on, as per usual in small towns. Yes. He's working in a town called Zealandia, Saskatchewan right now, and he said he's pretty sure everyone in town has stopped by to see what they're doing. Amazing. And he's just waiting on the news story. So and, uh, The one that I have is just the most mundane front page news you'll ever you'll, you'll hear, and it's real. Let's it's do for it. Real. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. 
morning. Our top story, the B.C. Regional Tourism Secretariat said the number of visitors to the Kootenai region has increased a bit. The highlight of the year has officially passed in the county fair, and the town is proud to report that there were many fruit stands. More than one fruit stand, many stands of fruit. And two out-of-towners were working on the communications tower north of town this past weekend. According to Terry, they, quote, seemed like decent fellas. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Okay, tell me if this is strange or not. Is it weird that I don't like to say the word die? I think this is passed down from my mother. I can tell you where it comes from because, as we know, she's very proper. And, well, she hates the word pee, for example. She also hates the word die. She finds that offensive for some reason. And I was like, I don't think that that's that uncommon either. I feel like a lot of people feel like the word die the word is die. a bit weird. I don't know if it's insensitive. Heard that before. I mean, you you said a word just now that I think a lot of people don't like, which is hate. Yeah. You said hate twice. And I think a lot of people hate the word hate. Mm, interesting. Um, but die? I don't know. I haven't heard that before. Interesting. Is it because of the... Like the implication of death? I don't know. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe because my mom is religious, so I'm wondering if because she thinks there's an afterlife, if she doesn't like to say die because that means it ends then, she'll, she'll say passed on. Oh, right? okay. So that's what she'll prefer instead. So wouldn't say like someone died. No, she won't say die. But I, I and I, I'm wondering if that's why, but every time I think of saying the word die or that somebody's dead, it... It, it irks, like, it makes me cringe a little bit. I don't ever like to use that word. And if I hear somebody else, it really punches hard. I don't know why that would be. But then I, I do see or hear a lot of other people who will avoid that word, too, and use other ways of saying that somebody is gone, you know, even just gone instead. It's a little softer, maybe. I don't know what it is. Because, like... I'm, I'm not afraid of death, either. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, will say that that whole idea freaks them right out. And yeah. I'm not one of those people either. So I don't know why I don't... There's just something about it's, it every time. It's very... I mean, death is the official term. Yeah. Right? It's what they would... It's what a coroner would use. Yes, it's what the hospital died. would use. Yep. It's even if you go to, like, someone's Wikipedia page, it'll list the day they were born and, and the day they died. died. Yeah. It doesn't say the day they passed on. No. And maybe that's because... I mean, that does have more of a spiritual implication, obviously, right? It does. So, and death sounds why. final. Yeah. Yeah, but it's weird because I do even sometimes with newscasters, I'll notice that they will try and dance around that term a little bit. And I'm like, it's weird. wonder really? why. If they, they would be, yeah, maybe people who are raised in religious families like my mom or I don't know. Or again, yeah, people who are afraid of death. They're usually pretty official with their reports. Yeah. Like they'll say uh, two are dead after and it's two Most dead, three injured are. after yes, an incident. Yeah. But you still see the others that are dancing around that term. And it's uh. funny because again, as that's even it's even more stark for me when that's the case because it's like, yes. yeah, that is the official term is dead. I agree with you. If a newscaster was like two people yeah, have I gone to a better recently. place yeah. after a car accident, I know. you'd be like have they? Yeah. In that scenario, I probably, <laughs> I hope you'd say die. But. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Question cops. Question cops. If there's a question that you've had, let us know and we'll ask Chad. Question cops. Question cops. Well, Question Cops looks a little different this week. Joining us in studio is Constable Kyle Poliga from CPS's Hawks unit, the helicopter that you see flying around the city. Why is Hawks actually valuable? Like, What do you guys provide that a, a cruiser, for example, can't? A great question. So when you look at air support and what it can do for you is it brings 
a, a situational awareness to the picture. So the the metric that we use is one helicopter is about 10 to 12 patrol cars. So what we can do is when we're up at nighttime, if you got someone that just ran away on foot or a vehicle that just took off in a neighborhood, you may have to get those 10 patrol cars trying to drive through the area and find that. I can fly over that in a helicopter and I can see the entire neighborhood. I can search that if anything's moving in there, especially a vehicle at night or even during the day, I'm probably going to pick it off pretty quickly. Where we're a huge asset to the city is you get high risk incidents where we either have someone running around with a gun or a knife or different things. The helicopter is a huge asset for us and it brings situational awareness to the picture. If we can see where an offender is, we don't just have to run up and start dealing with an offender. We can slow things down as a police service. We can use tactics. We can challenge them from cover. We can get other resources in play before we start dealing with these people if we know where they are and we can now guide officers into those situations. It's huge. Is the helicopter up 24 hours a day? It is, yeah. So we have a day and a night shift every single day. What, what's one of the coolest technologies that the helicopter has that or you guys can use? Uh, you know, one of the coolest technologies that we have on board is we have an outstanding infrared camera that actually has some daylight cameras in it as well. And it is a huge asset for us. We can look at things really far away, but the infrared camera looks at heat energy and it, what it ultimately allows us to do is see in the dark. So someone's hiding in a field. If you're a field, you're a patrol officer on the ground, you're just looking at a big dark field. For us, I can see, it's like seeing in the dark, that person just sticks right out. Even when things are, people are trying to hide under things like trees or cars, we can still see that heat usually sticking out and still pick them off, so. When you talk about this infrared camera, what level of privacy does just a, a citizen of Calgary have? Like, can you see us in our houses with that camera? No. You know, it's a great question. So if you watch movies, they're looking through walls with infrared cameras and stuff all the time. Even with the military, it's just not the way the technology works. Heat energy can't pass through walls. It's just not how it works. Uh, so in that infrared energy, when I'm flying around with that camera, I can't see into your house. I can't even see through the windows of your house like you could with visible light. Okay. Uh, I can't see underwater with that camera as well. It's blocked by those certain things. So you have a high level of privacy with that camera. So Can I see into your yard? Absolutely. But that's nothing your neighbor couldn't see anyways. So... If a criminal buries themselves uh, like uh, underneath a cow like they do in the movies, does that disguise <laughs> infrared technology? I suppose there's potential, but you know what? Sometimes we'll have people trying to hide themselves near hot things or different things, and it, it just looks different. You get to see how different things look with the heat energy. Right. Like even an electrical box or like street lights have a heat energy at night on the infrared camera. It still just looks a little different that the shapes wear, and we can still usually pick them off. So. <laughs> but if you're tanning nude in your backyard, you got a pretty good view of that from up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Yeah, <laughs> feel light. Feel light at least. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But so would your neighbor, for that matter. Let's be honest. So. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. What What's one of the most intense incidents you've had up in Hawks? You know, most police officers get asked that question of what's the biggest call. And I can think of a list of probably 50. Okay. When I think of the helicopter, I probably think of a hel the call I'm most proud of. Because I could think of, we deal with instances day in, day out that you would consider probably intense or exciting, which is a great part of the job. But we had a, a call a few years back where we had a shooting came in down in South Calgary. And I was up in the helicopter with my pilot and we were pretty close so we were first out on scene and we showed up to the scene we could see someone had been in the, had been shot in the vehicle right off the bat 
a really, really switched on citizen who was actually at the park nearby with her kids called us in and said there was a vehicle that sped away and it was a silver, maybe older SUV. The timing was like late afternoon. So you guys know what the traffic's like. There was lots of cars on the road. We lucked out and we picked out 10 minutes later, kind of heading northbound on Stony. We picked out a silver Mercedes SUV. We got the plate off it. Turned out it kind of had some criminal background with it. We ended up lighting up the vehicle with our tactical team. Vehicle took off driving hard. It was throwing stuff out the windows and evidence and different things. They actually went up into the Northeast near the airport and three different offenders out of the vehicle ran in three different directions. Uh, And to be honest, we just had a shooting, so we know they're probably armed. This is a high-risk incident. We got three people running around, potentially all armed in the neighborhood up in Calgary with our tactical team and our canine team. And with the helicopter, we got all three into custody. So as the helicopter, we found the vehicle. We were first out on scene, found the vehicle, solved the homicide, and got three guys into custody for it. We recovered a whole bunch of evidence that they ditched out the window that helped with the case as well. Um, and without Hawks, that just wouldn't happen? No. It probably wouldn't have in this case. I will give our investigators in the homicide section, we get homicides all the time, and they solve so many of these things with so many great techniques. In this case, uh, the shooter was from out of town. They had brought him in to do the shooting and then was heading home there's a chance we may never have solved that one. Who knows? We're all talking hypotheticals. But even those investigations, when we do that, sometimes those investigations put a lot of man hours and time and resources into them. They can cost the city like a million dollars for some of these investigations. And we didn't have to do that because of a helicopter. And that's just one example of calls we're doing all the time where we're arresting people out of stolen vehicles or running around with knives, guns, or other different things around the city. Constable Kyle Poliga from CPS's Hawks Unit. Thank you so much for answering our questions today. Thanks for having me. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. You and I had a conversation off the air yesterday, Shauna. Yes. Um, and I hesitated even bringing this up to you because it's going to expose how stupid we really are. But uh, you asked me how I feel about burps. <laughs> so we were, t- <laughs> we were talking about farts. And you take, you take great pride in some... You can say it, big fart guy. It's a big fart guy you over there. You're a big fan of farts. You find them really funny. Most Hilarious. people do, uh, especially men, I find. But then I was thinking about it. And I was like, what about burps? What's your take on them? Not is a it burp the same? Guy. See, this Not, is interesting. I get angry at burps. Yeah, you, you don't like why? burps. Why? Because you can just burp on command. Anybody can just swallow a bunch of mm. air and let one go. Okay. Some people are better at it than others. But you can't. But very few people can fart when they want to. My friend Brendan could do it. He could create out of thin air, but... Um, yeah, that's... A, that's a real talent. Yeah, I mean, I can't burp on command either. I have to be honest. Ah. Like, I have to drink something bubbly or whatever to be able to get to that. Wow, also, farting on command, that is a skill. Like I could describe it to you. I was he about has to, to lay say, on his back and yeah. put his feet above his head uh-huh. and kind of like... Well, you got to get the air just like you do. Yes, this is what I'm envisioning. <laughs> just like your mouth. <laughs> Wow, that is a, it's graphic, Sean. It's really graphic. That's one of those things you see. It's like the ping pong balls. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want? Wow, it? yeah. That's. Can we uh, get your friend on demonstration? He's a professional now. He works at a hospital, so oh, okay. I don't know if he'd maybe want to come on and do that. But. Uh, hey, can I take a day? I need to go. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> Show my friends how I can burp with my ass. Long story short, oh, yeah, yeah, God. not a burp guy. Don't like burps at all. Good to Big know. fart guy. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, fuck, they're going to say fuck. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.